Welcome, you are listening to the Overseas Life Redesign Podcast, where you'll hear fun, relaxed, and inspirational interviews with people who are really living the dream. I'm Dawn Fleming, an attorney turned alchemist, and your host for the show, coming to you from the tropical island paradise of Isla Mujeres, Mexico. Listen to conversations with courageous souls who've stepped out of their comfort zone and designed a new way of life. They'll share their experiences, wisdom and offer practical steps you can take to redesign your life overseas. Listen and you'll believe if you can dream it, you can achieve it. Hello and welcome to the one year anniversary episode of the Overseas Life Redesign podcast. I'm Dawn Fleming and I'm thrilled to chat with you today about all that's happened since I launched this podcast a year ago. I can't believe how time has flown. There's so much that has happened in the last year. There's so many incredible stories. I hope you've had a chance to hear many of them. And today I'm going to talk with you about navigating middle essence, your midlife reset from crisis to calling. This is a topic that I'm really thrilled to to bring to you because I've really been working hard in the last year to try to develop programs and courses and topics to really help people decide about their next adventure and where that might be, what that might look like. So I got some really amazing information came across my email box uh, last week, and I really wanted to dive into this topic. So the title, Middle Essence, is sort of that midlife period, which can be uh, multiple decades now, but uh, it comes from the idea of adolescence, right? So we're out of adolescence, and you go into adulthood, and then we go through middle essence, which is basically our midlife. So um, in the next half hour or so, I'm going to chat with you about how midlife can really be your turning point towards a brighter future. When I launched this podcast, I talked about this a little bit in, in episode two, and the fact that life expectancy has gone up dramatically in the last 120 years, that in 1900, it was 48, and now it's over 80 and how many people are now living to age 100. In 1900, there were only 3 million people age 65 or over, and in 2000, there were over 35 million. As a result, we've all been given the gift of an entire adult lifetime tacked on to what our normal lifetime had been previously, and how this presents us with both challenges but incredible opportunities. Over the past 100 years or so, life has been seen as having really three age-related stages that focused on work mostly, right? It was learn, earn, and retire. The learn period ended usually in the early to mid-20s. Our earn period was about four decades and then the retire stage lasted about a decade. I used to joke when, when I was in uh, the direct sales industry, we used to talk about the 40-40-40 plan. And that was work 40 hours a week for 40 years and retire on 40% of what you couldn't make ends meet with <laughs> at that point. That's really 
changed things a lot. Now you really need to be able to earn beyond that. We have more than a decade of life left typically after our working years. But because so many people are now living to be 100 years old, most people are working longer by choice and also by necessity. Sadly, a growing number of people are really feeling lost and irrelevant. Our experiences are certainly not what our parents or our grandparents experienced, right? They had that that learn, earn, retire period that was about 65 years. So the rules have changed. The economics certainly have changed. But learning how we can adapt and thrive in the midst of all these changes just really isn't being taught. And people are really looking for answers and solutions so that they can move forward in life. A lot of times people take on staggering amounts of debt to go back to school. I did. I gave up a a very successful real estate career to go to law school. And, you know, I earned the diploma. I got my license. And then, of course, I discovered that it was a career that I really didn't, it didn't fit for me. So, and a lot of times what happens too, they, people get diplomas, but they don't really get the useful, useful skills they need to transition into this new reality that we're living in. And we all know ageism really abounds in our culture that values youth above all else. So despite the fact that it's the, the longest and arguably the most significant period of our life. And it's marked by frequent life transitions, job changes, what have you. Most people simply do not know much about midlife, aside from the popular myth that portrays it as the midlife crisis, right? And we know we're all living longer, but we don't want to just live longer, We need to develop the skills to navigate life's transitions so we can have a great quality of life, not just a quantity, right? A longer life. We want to be healthy, happy, and to be a valuable member of a loving community. We don't want to just live longer. So longer life experience expectancies and job market volatility have made this middle life period, this middle essence, really a maelstrom of constant change and transition. Layer on top of that is really an outdated and very depressive narrative on aging. Does this make sense? Does any of this resonate? Um, Can you relate to what I'm saying here? I think so. I I think a lot of people have really experienced this. So research shows that people largely enter middle life, this, this middle essence period, really expecting to be at peak performance and being fully educated, right? You've gone through that learn period, but they're lacking support that allows them to grow and thrive despite all of the challenges and transitions that they will experience. And certainly now, after this crazy COVID year, right? I mean, before we were already seeing the middle essence period marked by 
you know, sort of helping the generations coming up, but also taking care of elderly parents and just a lot of responsibility. But this perpetuation of the midlife crisis myth, right, coupled with a lack of midlife support and education is really creating a public health risk. It's the story about what it means to age that is not congruent with real life experience. Can you relate? How familiar are you with the midlife crisis myth? Most of us are. But in fact, in the May-June 2020 issue of American Psychologist, there was an article called Rethinking Adult Development, New Thinking for New Times. And the authors identified three vital misconceptions about aging. The first is that Growing older isn't all loss and decline, the way sometimes we've led it to led to believe it is. Adults have more control over their aging process than they think they do. And three, age-related losses may in fact be reversible. And there's been some really encouraging and exciting research done on this area just by changing your thoughts you can really reverse the aging process, amazing. But these three misconceptions are fueled by these myths like the midlife crisis, but the research shows that midlife and later, there are still plenty of gains to be had. And like I said, mindset really matters. Research shows older people with a positive mindset on aging who felt worthy, happy, and hopeful as they got older lived seven and a half years longer than those that had a negative perspective on aging. So it does matter. Now, I created the Dream Life in Paradise Academy and the Overseas Life Redesign brand and a Facebook group that I invite you to join called Live and Earn in Paradise so I could foster a community of like-minded peers who cultivate, harvest, and share wisdom with each other. I wanted to create a tribe of people who want to live their best life. And a lot of times that doesn't start until midlife. I know that's true in my case. My goal is to help each of you become better prepared to live lives that are as deeply meaningful as they are long. Wouldn't that be awesome? To help you create a blueprint for the rest of your life. And of course, I believe your best life does not necessarily exist in the United States of America. So for those of you who may be listening uh, to me for the first time, uh, my background, I'm a non-practicing attorney, and I don't know, I lost track seven or eight time uh, entrepreneur with over 30 years of experience in setting up marketing, managing, and maintaining thriving businesses. I've had an amazing career as an international business attorney, but that didn't make me happy. And as I mentioned, I realized the attorney lifestyle was not a good fit 
that career was not going to allow me to do the things that I wanted to do in my life. So I got out of that. I transitioned out. I went on to become an award-winning top producer and popular sales trainer in the relationship marketing industry. I did that for two decades. It was a great experience. I met so many lifelong friends, but I always knew that I was destined for more. And I'm really excited to, to be having that more with you here with this Overseas Life Redesign brand. And I have so many amazing things in store in this next year. And I can't wait to share those with you. Now, let's get back to the middle essence topic. Aside from physical health and jobs performance support, society really has not prepared midlife adults with the mindset, skill set, and knowledge we all need to successfully navigate this very challenging and very long period of life. Now, there's a few obvious resources for those who do want to learn how to navigate life's changes and challenges, um, areas such as mindset, resilience, psychological well-being, intergenerational collaboration, and navigating midlife transitions are some of the areas that we really need help with that are not sufficiently being addressed by traditional educational resources. To be sure, Tom and I have actively sought out and discovered numerous resources to learn and hone some of these skills. And I've always been a fan of lifelong learning, but it turns out what we really need is long life learning. And I'm gonna talk about that when I come back. I'll be back in a moment. Isla Mujeres is a Caribbean jewel off the coast of Cancun. Castillito del Caribe warmly invites you to enjoy our spectacular oceanfront villa located in the heart of El Centro and a short walk to Playa Norte, which is ranked one of the top 10 beaches in the world. With an ocean view of crystal clear turquoise waters overlooking both the Caribbean and Cancun city skyline, we offer a fabulous location for you to enjoy all the peace and tranquility you're looking for on vacation, while also taking in all the excitement the island has to offer, with activities either in walking distance or a golf cart day excursion away. Please visit castellitocaribe.com www.castellitocaribe.com We look forward to seeing you soon. Integrity Vacation Property Management Trust, Truth, Results From buyer's representative services to rental market analysis, staging, marketing, and full-service property management, achieving your goals is our top priority. Visit our website at www.integrityvpm.com and get our free guide, Self-Manage or Hire, a property owner's checklist of issues to consider. Contact us for a free consultation to see if we can help you maximize the return on your investments. Integrity VPM, raising the bar in vacation property management. Okay, I'm back. So... Let's talk for a moment about the difference between lifelong learning 
which I've always been a fan of, and this concept of long life learning. That um, there's been some interesting research uh, that's come to light. I've, I'm excited to share it with you. So predominantly the focus of lifelong learning has been to support the human capital development. And that's a concept really that comes out of HR departments. This idea that your greatest asset is your workforce, right? And they call that human capital. And so there's been a movement in corporate America to um, promote lifelong learning as a way to increase your human capital, right? You invest into your workforce to get them the skills, the certificates, that's another um, a factor, extrinsic motivators. So these are whether they're grades, certificates, degree, advanced degrees. So the focus is really outside motivation. It's upskilling focused, meaning we want to increase the skills of our workforce so that it benefits our company. And it, it's a learning to know something. You, you go... Uh, learn something and that you bring that that asset that knowledge asset back to your employer it's it is work and knowledge focused and an individual endeavor where you learn from a teacher who's teaching many right so it's it's absorbing content from a, a guru right as opposed to long life learning which is in support of human development, overall well-being. It's intrinsic motivators. It's, it's your, the motivation is from inside you. Like there's a calling for you to be the best version of yourself you can possibly be. It is personal development focused. It's learning not just to know, but to be, to reflect, to discern. And it's holistic. It's to benefit the whole person and it's wisdom focused. So I know with the work I've been doing the, in the academy, that is very holistically focused. It's, it's all areas of our life, right? It's not just about making money. I have a whole segment on wealth philosophy and the idea that we have an abundance of assets and many of them don't appear on a financial statement. Right, we have all of this wisdom and this experience, and our values and our integrity, and all of these um, these things that are important. And this long life learning process is really about learning as part of a community with a network, uh, a support network. And in the academy, the model that I use is really a mastermind model. So it's not like I'm the guru that has all of the answers. I don't claim to. But we've been able to attract this amazing group of people with just incredible amounts of life experience. And the difference between experiences and wisdom is really the reflection process. So being able to cultivate this uh, wisdom and share it amongst the group Group has been just a phenomenal experience for me. As we focus on this long life learning, it's really a focus on developing our sense of purpose and meaning 
by focusing on the positive aspects of aging so that we become more resilient as we pass through these various stages of our midlife. And as you might imagine, it certainly isn't a one-size-fits-all process. It's not cookie-cutter, right? We all have different strengths and weaknesses that are different from everyone else. So as a result, people who don't have this support net network are really on their own to navigate their challenges and transitions really without any guidance or any kind of a roadmap. No one gave us a manual that says this is how you get through midlife in 2020 and beyond. There isn't really a resource for that. And like I said, midlife adults are really viewed as fully developed human beings. So there aren't resources. There's very few resources for those of us who want more. But more and more uh, midlifers are really feeling that call. It is a calling to rethink their life perspective and focus on their own education as humans and their urge to give back and to help others. Current educational offerings simply are not adequate to address this huge need that exists in society today. I want to share with you a quote from Carl Jung. Wholly unprepared, they embark upon the second half of life. Or are there perhaps colleges for 40-year-olds which prepare them for their coming life and it its demands as the ordinary colleges introduce our young generations to a knowledge of a world and of life? No, there are none. Well, that is not quite true. Our religions were always such schools in the past, but how many people regard them as such today? How many of us older persons have really been brought up in such a school and prepared for the second half of life for old age? death, and eternity. Yeah, in his book, The Happiness Curve, Why Life Gets Better After 50, Jonathan Rush suggests the main reason for the midlife crisis myth is because there's been too little socialization about this midlife period. So the many transitions we experience in midlife and are unprepared for become overwhelming and disorienting to us. I know in my case, in less than 30 years, I've completely started over, changed my life, changed my career, created new lifestyles, and moved to many places where I literally knew no one. Not once, not twice, not three times, but four moves to completely new places. And the last one, of course, being to a foreign country in Mexico. I've been fortunate to have incredible experiences. I've met wonderful people. And I've made lifelong friends along the way. I am an expert at life transitions and navigating change. And I'm not afraid of it. I think that's important. Um, there's a lot of fear around this this idea of change, right? Well, like when Tom and I lived in Southern California, we both had very 
successful businesses until we didn't in 2008. Um, But our our lives were really a blur, right? I mean, just uh, we were constantly on the go, hustle and grind, wash, rinse, repeat. And we were living a very fast-paced schedule with never enough time. We were making great incomes, but we watched the money flow out just as fast as it came in. Maybe that's your situation or worse with COVID. I know a lot of people are in pretty dire straits and that's what happened. We had a, the, the financial crash. It destroyed Tom's business. It was not a good experience. So our heart really goes out to people who are experiencing financial devastation here in this 2020 COVID uh, pandemic. Now we weren't happy and we hung on for a couple of years trying to, you know, wait it out. But when it became apparent we could no longer hang on to our past careers and businesses and and real estate, we just simply let go. Jump in the net will appear, right? You probably heard that saying before. Is it scary? Oh, yes. Yes. But sometimes we wait until our comfort zone is so uncomfortable that we really have to make a move. And I'll admit that we did. It certainly would have been so much easier for us had we known what was waiting for us, but we never do. And that's why we need to have the faith in our future, ourselves, and the unseen forces that will, in fact, protect us. I, uh, you may have heard me mention before, my undergraduate degree is in anthropology. I love this stuff. I love studying what's happening, um, the shift in cultures and how people adapt to changes that come up. But you know, thousands of years ago, human beings lived in tribes of 30 to 50 people. We had a community and we don't now. Um, Even with modern technology, we're, we're more connected, you know, digitally than we've ever been and yet in so many ways we are so alone and studies have shown a heightened risk and prevalence of depression between ages 46 and 49 the growth of suicide is nearly 50 percent amongst midlifers over the past 20 years in the united states this subject is very personal to me and i am keenly aware of the risks that are at stake here and we've, we've really seen an uptick in the suicide rate um, due to COVID, the loneliness that is, um, is happening. And according to the Centers for Disease Control, the CDC, and this is even before COVID, uh, suicide was a leading cause of death for Americans. And more than half who died by suicide did not have a diagnosed mental condition at the time they passed. And we know suicide is such a painful loss. It's tragic for families and communities, especially when there's no warning signs. And the suicide rate jumped 30% in the U.S. from 2000 to 2016. It'll be interesting to see what those numbers look like when 2020 is taken into account. Rates up 50% in women, tripled in young girls, 10 to 14. As it turns out, loneliness is not just bad for our mental health. It is directly related to our mortality rate. Um, Robert D. Putman in in, uh, Bowling Alone, The Collapse and Revival of the American Community, said as a rule of thumb, 
If you belong to no groups but decide to join one, you cut your risk of dying over the next year by 50%. If you smoke and belong to no groups, it's a toss-up statistically whether you should stop smoking or start joining. These findings are somewhat heartening. We all know it's easier to join a group than to lose weight, exercise regularly, or quit smoking. But the reality of it is loneliness is far more hazardous to your health than smoking, smoking or obesity. Other research shows the health effects of social isolation and loneliness on the body include higher rates of heart disease, breast cancer, dementia, elevated blood pressure, suppressed immune functions, and poor sleep. In a study of lonely and non-lonely people, blood work revealed that the lonely group's cardiac functions, blood pressure, and hormonal levels mirror those triggered in a flight or fight situation, which of course occurs during periods of extreme danger or threat. So we need to be in a supportive, loving community because our attitude about others matters greatly. If we perceive other people as dangerous, potentially toxic, stress hormones are released and our negative attitudes toward others can actually poison ourselves. Um, a study uh, conducted by Cigna, the health provider showed wide less loneliness with nearly half of all Americans reporting they feel alone, isolated or left out at least part of the time. And that 54% of respondents felt no one knows them well 40% report a lack of companionship and say relationships aren't meaningful that, and that they're isolated from others. We know these aren't good numbers, um, especially when you look at the dire impact these feelings have on our physical health. And our, so our associations matter. We must choose them widely, and we need to be around people who allow us to feel safe, where we can be our true selves, where we can feel loved and supported without judgment or criticism. Our souls yearn to belong and to be connected to something bigger and to each other. A common theme I hear over and over from my podcast guests is how much they enjoy the sense of community they've gained by moving overseas. For some, it's part of being with a like-minded group of people who left their home country. For others, they feel like they're at home in their new country because that culture so highly values community and caring for each other. And often the ageism stereotypes do not exist. Elders are valued in many communities outside of the United States. There's intergenerational uh, living situations, the grandparents, their wisdom and their um, contribution to the families is um, paramount. It's, it's super important. And we need that as we try to navigate this midlife these midlife decades, it's a long period of time. And if you aren't uh, really paying attention, you really put yourself in a position where you can succumb to this loneliness and fear and uncertainty about the future. And it's so bright, there's so many possibilities. I've, I've just been so inspired by 
the folks that, you know, like Linda Locke, 63 years old, decided she wanted to write mystery novels. She's just published her sixth book. It's just um, is so inspirational. Um, Deborah Cubana Seals was diagnosed with Parkinson's in her 60s, a 37-year nurse, and is just having this amazing life, symptom-free of Parkinson's because she's found a supportive community and is really enjoying her middle years. We grow in most in the midst of our adversity, but we often don't truly comprehend the lessons until long after the difficult time has passed. It's the reflection that turns our experience into wisdom. We all learn lessons in life, but the wisdom is found when you take the time to reflect, to look for the patterns, to see what strategies have worked for you in the past, and to really take a proactive uh, step of planning the future that you want. The possibilities are so many and so bright. I'm so glad you're here, and I do hope you become part of our Overseas Life Redesign community. I will uh, have a link in the show notes for you if you'd like to join our Facebook group. I go live every Friday, uh, Freedom Friday with Dawn, with my live show, and I share just as much wisdom as I possibly can. I, I talk about a variety of different pro um, topics. But my goal here is to serve those who are looking for a cohort and a community during a period of life that demands growth and development and often includes rethinking both our identity and our priorities. I want to create a space for you and the time to explore different and more empowering mindsets while preparing for a period of life that may last as long as your middle life years. Our Dream Life in Paradise Academy members have invested in themselves, and it's humbling to see their growth, how they've helped and supported each other, sharing their wisdom and their focus on long life learning. Thank you for being with me here today. I hope you've enjoyed this talk, and I can't wait to hear your feedback. Please do reach out to me and let me know your thoughts and your questions. This episode of the Overseas Life Redesign podcast was brought to you by our sponsors. Thanks for tuning in. Did you love this episode of the Overseas Life Redesign podcast? Then please subscribe to our show and leave us a nice review. It's very much appreciated. We invite you to visit www.overseasliferedesign.com. We'd also love for you to become part of our OLR community on Facebook. Thank you for listening.